Welcome to Ask the Accountant, the podcast that is made for you. Weekly podcast live Mondays from 8.30 a.m., released on the podcast service of your choice on Wednesdays. Your main weekly hosts, Aaron Patrick and Johan Gary. Got something to ask? Submit your questions below or ask during the show. Podcast loading. We are currently getting everything set up behind the scenes. So sit back, relax, and we will be with you in a few seconds. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Ask the Accountant. As always, we are here at 8.30 every Monday morning, and I am here and joined by my co-host, Aaron Patrick. Aaron, how's your weekend? Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, good weekend. Good to see everyone as well. I've already got people in the chat. Uh, Kirsty says hi. Say hi to Kirsty. And Ashley says hi as well. Start of the week. Good morning to you, sir, as well. No, very good weekend. Very good weekend. Um, it, to be fair, I've, I'm more than anything, but I'm happy to be feeling better again. Um, I don't know what it was, but towards the end of last week, I had a really poor um, kind of cold or whatever it was. It just pretty much wiped me out. I was still working, still thinking along, but yeah, I was. Uh, it was good to. Um, it was good to good to see good to see that going forward, and even more people will say good morning. So we've got Paul there. Hello, Paul. Bev's in the chat. Hello, Bev. Sarah's there. Hello, Sarah. Good, good to see you. And Merlin's there as well. And Ashley, yeah. you, you may notice why we swap each and every week. You know, maybe who's the lead host and who's not. So a bit of a look behind the scenes of that one. So yeah. And yes, Bev, it was definitely man flu. So yeah, good, good to see that. And hello, Sarah, how's it going? So yeah, well, how about you though, Jan? How's your week been? You had a good week. You've, I, I know yesterday busy sounded uh, busy week. Loads of client engager demos. Um, we are getting increasingly closer to our um, target, which we didn't think we were going to hit the, so soon, which is a hundred paid firms using the software. Um, but it looks like we'll be there in the next two weeks. So we're really pleased with that and how well it's going. Um, and then I had a bit of a chilled weekend. And then last night I was out. I was a naughty. I was naughty. I went out on a school night. Um, well, almost a school night. Almost. Almost a school, a school night. night. Um, so I was out watching uh, Dave Gorman in the Edinburgh Playhouse, which was a fantastic show. And I have to say, if you want value for money, go and watch Dave Gorman. Like normally, when I watch a comedy, they, you normally get like forty-five minutes, an interval and then 45 minutes, or you just get an hour, and then that's it. Went to watch Dave Gorman last night. He did an hour. It sounded like he was wrapping up. It's like, okay, fair enough. Right, we're going to have a 15-minute interval, and I'll be back. So like, what? <laughs> so he then carried on for another hour and a half after that. Nice. So literally two and a half hours of content. He, he's very, very good and very funny. Uh, definitely worth a watch. But it's left me hyped up and ready now for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August. Like that's it. I'm ready for that to start now. I'm ready to crack on and take a week out and go and see all the startup comedians and all the big shows as well. So yeah, no, really good weekend for me and fresh and ready this week to crack on. I must admit, the Edinburgh Fringe does does make me very jealous that that's that's on your doorstep that you've got that as an opportunity each and every year. That's uh, it's one of the highlights of living in Edinburgh. Yeah. Like Edinburgh is an amazing place to visit or live. It's 
what I call an old city. So it's, there's not skyscrapers everywhere. It's not claustrophobic and all concretey. It's plenty of greenery. It's fantastic places to eat. Always something going on. Um, but yeah, having that fringe festival there for a month, like Claire and I normally take a week off in August to enjoy it properly. But then we normally have tickets for things throughout the whole of August to enjoy it. Um, so yeah, absolutely fantastic. And I see Paul's got tickets to go and watch Russell Howard. Nice. I have been to see Russell Howard. He is brilliant. I had, I went to Glasgow to watch him. He's absolutely fantastic. I mean, he must um, be good if you went all the way to Glasgow. <laughs> oh, I even stayed the night in Glasgow. Oh, yeah. I took my life in my hands <laughs> to go and watch Russell Howard. I'm surprised that's <laughs> not on his uh, on his tour thing at the moment saying people risk their life to come and see me <laughs> yo angori <laughs> yeah <laughs> five stars <laughs> um but yeah so yeah no i had a very good weekend and um yeah very chilled very ready for the week ahead um so let's get into the news let's have a look at what's been going on we've got a couple of things we want to talk about one is account x coming up very very soon what's that three weeks away yeah so, crazy it's ridiculously close. So we've been looking at what's happening, what's being announced, etc. So we'll go through all of that. Um, and But before that, the accounting industry hit the news. You may have seen the accounting industry was in the news on BBC and the BBC One show last week um, for basically HMRC and blaming an accounting firm for getting tax returns wrong and now taxpayers having to repay money. We're not going to go into the politics of it all and we're not going to say about which firm it was, etc. People are more than capable of Googling that and working it out themselves. I, I just think it's, a, it's another sign, isn't it, that HMRC are clamping down on tax refunds and regardless of whether this firm did things right or wrong as an industry we know there are plenty of cowboys out there taking advantage of people who are told that they can reclaim all sorts of expenses uh whether they can or can't they put a claim in and then that's it they take a percentage of the the amount you get back as a fee and then you don't see them through the dust they're gone so if there's any problems there's no fallback on them um, and it's that behaviour which we see, we've seen in the R&D industry for a long time now. Like It very much felt like the whole, anyone that used to offer payment protection insurance claims against the banks suddenly moved to the R&D industry, and it just filled it with cowboys. Um, HMRC are clamping down on that with new R&D claim rules, um, and, yeah, it looks like HMRC are out to make a point that these the cowboys in the industry that, and I'm not saying that the accounting firm that's in the media was a cowboy. They've, you know, they've come out with their solicitors saying we think we've done it right and that's fine. It's not for us to say, but we know overall there are call centers of people taking calls and doing misleading advertisements on Facebook and other social media platforms telling you, you can claim things that you technically probably can't. Um, for the majority anyway, and getting you a tax refund that you're not entitled to, and HMRC are clamping down on that, Um, which I think for anyone that's in the accounting industry, they need to be aware that HMRC are making examples and 
this is their current focus, isn't it? So uh, that's really the reason we wanted to cover it was it is a an aggressive attack and public attack by HMRC on uh, the industry to try and clamp down on this uh, refund process. Uh, Aaron, have you got anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think most for me, it's the fact that it's in the news. Um, there's, there's that saying, isn't there? No news, uh, uh, any news is good news, sort of thing, isn't there? But I think for accountants, it's very difficult for as an industry to ever have good news. I know a friend of the show, Rachel, she's Rachel Martin from Accountex, Accountant She. She's um, she's was in the news for goodness the other day about you know it, it was something to do with the claim on um, yeah on on OnlyFans. And, and a, a claim that's been put through and it went positive and everything else so very few times do we see good news in the industry or good news about accounting in the industry most of the time it's news like this and and i think what gets me about this sort of news is just how damaging it can be to our industry like we're, we're fighting enough as it is with clients reputation and, and and everything else and like you said like we don't know the full facts and and there's probably you know, in this particular case, there's solicitors involved and, and, and maybe the, you know, the news article got it completely wrong and maybe there was something yeah. that there. But what the news article wrote is really damaging. You know, the idea that that this whole, they're not being charged of proper value, that it's a percentage of what they're going to claim back. Well, that always never sits right with me anyway. Um, that's the sort of thing where we're not putting a value on our work as an accountant. We're just you know, we're, we're just try, trying it at that point, aren't we? Trying it on almost at that point. Yeah. Um, there was reports that the people or the, the clients affected didn't even know what they were signing, so there was no conversation with them. Um, it was just a case that stuff was being put in they weren't aware of. Now, that's, we, we've got clients, I'm sure you've got clients, where we've had that conversation with them, we've agreed yeah. it with them. So, you know, it could well be that they, they're just, you know, misremembering the important facts and at this point. It highlights the importance of maintaining those documents and having those documents available in a client portal and stuff. So you, you've got that proof that you've done something. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think that's where we need to lean on tech for that sort of stuff, don't we? Whereas before we used to have this big file for a client and that file was our Bible. We don't have that anymore. So we need to be looking at ways in which we can replicate that file for our own protection. And that should be there just in case something like this was to have happened. But I just, yeah, it just puts a sour taste into everyone's mouth. It look, just puts us on the back foot again. Um, clients don't need and shouldn't have this sort of um, this look in the, in, in the, in the industry, or, or they shouldn't see the accountants working in this way. And I think for me, what, what this kind of boils down to is we've got to find a way to make sure that these sort of things can't happen. We've, there's got to be some sort of regulation behind it. We've said it before and we'll say it again, you know, Regulation in the accounting industry has got to come in some form. What that form looks like and how it's governed and everything else is for you know people with bigger paychecks than us to figure out, isn't it? But we, we, it's clear that something has to be there. We can't keep having these sort of stories coming up. Otherwise, all it means is <clears throat> legitimate firms like ourselves and the majority of people in the, in the chat now, we, we're going to struggle to be able to justify our fees and justify our services because they're we're just going to get this sort of stuff thrown back at our face. So, yeah. yeah, it's not looking good, is it, at all? And there was an underlying message in the statements from HMRC about it, which basically went along the lines of, 
for claims this size, you should be coming direct to HMRC's website. And when you've already got things like the agent helpline being turned off um, and putting us, so we have to now go through the, the same helpline as everyone else, and then publicly saying you should be going direct to HMRC, that that's further damage to our industry. And I think it's very short-sighted of HMRC because if HMRC are saying that they're too busy, they're too short-staffed to speak to everybody at the moment, well, why don't you prioritise accountants and bookkeepers? Because the only time we call HMRC is when we really absolutely have to. And I would argue we probably only, for the, for the amount of inquiries we get regarding HMRC from our clients, probably less than 10% of those end up in a call to HMRC. Whereas if we weren't that filter in between, 100% of those inquiries would go to HMRC. And they will all say, that HMRC, well, we've got our website, it's fine. But if accountants can't make heads or tails of what you're saying on your website, how can someone that's not trained or educated in the ways of tax and accounting make heads or tails of your website? But the, I think they're missing an opportunity there that actually puts a filter between them and the business owners and the taxpayers that would reduce the volume of contact if they backed us and supported us properly with it. Yeah, um, agreed. I, I think the, the, the one thing I would say about this is from a HR, HMRC point of view, this is bad press anyway, isn't it? Like, you know, they're having to go to these. I, I, I read one of the reports where this particular client of his, he's going to have to be paying 50 quid back for the rest of his life or something, something, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like there, there was this whole, um, whole thing. of So, so from a HMRC point of view, this is bad press for them. They, they don't want to be involved in this at Can all. Can I just say though, Hats off to him for securing a pay a payment plan that far and that in his favour. Ultimately, he, he I mean, best make sure he keeps on that payment plan because they are not they're not going to. No, yeah, if he misses anything, he's in trouble. But I I can I struggle to get clients more than six months payment plan. For him to go and get a twelve year payment plan is phenomenal. So yeah. hats off to him for achieving that. Or whoever himself, got it for no him. involved. So yeah, um, <laughs> but but like. HMRCs, they're in a no-win situation here, are they? Like, like you said, like their whole statement, well, you should really just come to the website. That's not, that's not the answer for them either, is it? They, yeah. they don't really want that. They want to have the opportunity that a, a, a you know, a business advisor like ourselves can be involved. So that, in in theory, less work for them. That means it's going to be done correctly and everything else. And yeah, it, it just. A, bad taste in everyone's mouth on this one i think my other big thing that this highlights to me is this whole bullishness and, and I, again we don't know if this was the case in this particular one but a lot of these solutions are done because one accounting firm saying that they can get you more back than the other accounting firm well that, again that that is absolute nonsense at the end of the day it's black and white it, whatever that client is due back is what that client's due back there shouldn't be a well, if you come over to this accounting firm, we can get you more back because, you know, we've got some special formula that no one else has got. That, that sort of stuff should stop. Um, and we've got people in the in the chat saying the same thing. Um, we've got Paul saying the risk is that accountants that don't have a public profile for HMRC, whether file returns, if they, if they are clients themselves. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly it, isn't it? We, we as the accountant should be taking, shouldn't be taking risks. Um, Kimberly saying they need to get the accounting bodies to fight the corner about protecting us and 
she says also we avoid HMRC at, at all costs. It wastes too much time. So, yeah, like, I mean, it, in Kimberly's point, though, we're getting governing bodies to back us. This firm that was in the media is registered and governed by two different governing bodies. Like it was, this wasn't a ungoverned, unregulated firm of or telephone call centre like we might imagine when we see these Facebook ads who are knocking out 50, 60 claims per person per day. This was a regulated, recognised accounting firm um, that HMRC have called, uh, pulled upon. Like, if, if people that are, you know, we, we always say, oh, well, people that are governed by governing bodies are held to a higher standard. Well, if they are, how's this been able to happen? Like, you know, everyone, we always seem to think governing bodies and governing these things is the way forwards. But every time I see a problem in the media, there's normally a governing body behind there somewhere. Like all the audit failures, they were all governed by governing bodies to some of the highest standards. You know, that legislation's not worked. It's not stopped malpractice. So is is governing bodies the right way? I don't know. I suppose uh, the, the only argument is there is no other way, is there? Like if we well, can't if we can't put faith and trust in the governing bodies to sort this out one way or another, then no one else yeah. can. Because HMRC won't have the capacity to do it. We, they haven't even got the capacity at the moment to even roll out MTD, let alone, you know, which will help everyone. So yeah, it, it's going to be a really tricky um, solution that, that needs to come out there. But surely cases like this are the ones that, that push this down uh, further up the priority is something needs to happen and, and, and something needs to come come back. And whatever change happens is going to be damaging. Uh, well, not damaging, but it's going to be a, a difficult situation for all involved in the accounting industry because, yeah. you know, it's going to be a tricky one. But yeah, I, I can't. I can't see it in another way. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's a really, you know, bad taste in the mouth sort of scenario. This one, and I, I don't see how, you know, maybe we'll get a follow up on this, and maybe there's, you know, maybe it's a case that there was a misunderstanding or whatever it's going to be. But yeah. if 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 some of that stuff that was in that article is correct, and you know they've got their sources right, I don't see how this is anything other than, you know, this this is a bad. You know that this was done, you know, almost maliciously. It was, it's that bad, isn't yeah. it? I mean, regardless of the outcome of this one, whether it turns out the, the accounting firm were right or HMRC were right, either way, it re highlights that we know there is a lot of cowboys in the form of pop up businesses claiming to be able to make flex refunds for you as a taxpayer that you're technically, whether you're entitled to or not, they don't really care because they'll make the claim. In the same regards, they do R&D claims, whether it's a viable R&D claim or not, they'll make the claim, they get the money, and they disappear. Uh, it just highlights the ongoing issue in the industry that genuine firms are having to sit and tackle, and we are struggling with it because there's always that cheaper, cheaper business down the road. I'm not going to call them a firm. I'm going to say it is a business that has got lots of people based somewhere who are just processing numbers without any scrutiny. Um, but then it's not helped, as Stephen's just said in the comments, that 
HMRC had told him he filed wrongly. His accountant told him what to say. And HMRC changed their mind because their staff weren't trained like accountants have to be trained. Like, and that is the problem. Like HMRC constantly recruiting 16-year-olds and doing in-house training. Basically, they're just reading from a script. And if they if you ask them anything that goes off that script, they're useless. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get hold of them in the first place. Because yeah, you have to get exactly. the phone answered first. Yeah. And I suppose. Again, devil's advocate, HMRC aren't just designed for talking to accountants, are they? They do need to have a team to talk to the end user as well. So there's that in play, isn't there? Yeah. But that's where we, the conversation from last week, where there's a dedicated, well, it won't be for much longer, but there is a dedicated um, agent services line. So yeah. we should be sort of talking to those people who are a little bit more in the know, a little bit understanding of that one, shouldn't we? So we've filed, we registered a client, or we tried to register a client for VAT the other week. Well, the other month now, actually. Yeah. So we registered them for VAT. HMRC came back saying we need some some information. We tried calling them three times a day for a week. No answer. So we emailed them once a week for three weeks. No response. The client last week then got an email. I uh, got a letter saying we've not been able to continue your VAT registration process because your accountant hasn't responded to our questions. So that makes us look like idiots. I then go to my client saying, look, here are our call logs. And here is here are the emails we've sent with the dates and times and stuff. To which he goes, cool, HMRC are idiots. But the fact that I had to spend an hour putting all that information together and defending our reputation to the client because HMRC haven't responded to their emails and haven't answered the call. So it whilst they're quite happy to make public cases, they, they still need to improve everything on their end. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and, and speaking of their end, there was a, a follow-up conversation to this, wasn't it, about the fact that HMRC, there's some confusion, isn't there? Now suddenly they are allowing tax uh, repayment to the agents when it wasn't, or there's some article floating around. But, but either way, like, why is it, the, I, I don't understand this whole a whole option of being able to pay to the agent in the first place, unless it's under, you know, um, circumstances out of the, out of the client's control. Like, I don't know about you, but if we can help it, we never want to touch clients' money. Like, a, there's more regulation involved, so we don't want to have that money come into us in the first place. But b, like, it just doesn't feel right. It just never felt like the right thing to do. And I, and I don't understand where or HMRC's idea that 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 that, you know paying to the client is a is ever a good thing i I would have thought it should just be on case by case if there's a particular circumstance for you know the client's not got a bank account or whatever it is you know whatever the reason is going to be or they've passed away or something you know in in extreme circumstances yes we should have that option of being able to grab the money from hmrc to then pass on to our client but it should never be the norm and and if this wasn't the norm then situations like this would never occur in the first place the whole way that this becomes so attractive to 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 these protect these clients in the first place was that idea that oh you won't have to pay us anything because we're just going to take a, a penny out of what we've actually got back for you i mean you take that away from it we we don't have that issue do we so yeah yeah i mean if hmrs like accountants want the money to go to them so they can take their fees to, because it guarantees them getting paid and then pass the money on if HMRC don't like that idea, then why don't they give the ability to fill out multiple payments 
options on a tax return where you can say, right, I want this amount to go to these bank details, this amount to go to my bank details and sign it off. Because that would satisfy everyone. But yeah, it, it's an, it's, I don't, there's not a quick fix. And HMRC naming and shaming accounting firms and bodies isn't helping. It's not a positive step in the direct, positive step at all. Yeah, but I wonder if it's HMRC or if it's the press. I think it's more the press well, naming and shaming, yeah. isn't it? I mean, and they're going to, aren't they? Like, it's easy clicks for them, isn't it? Clickbait, isn't yeah, it? It is hugely easy clicks for them. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Right, let's move on from HMRC because it's putting me in a foul mood for a Monday morning. <laughs> so well, We have got, got, got a couple of, couple of points, so just to finish it off. Yeah. Uh, LD Virtual say, that's not all. I called HMRC and they're not satisfied with the response. As I knew he was incorrect, I asked to speak to a manager and he came back saying that managers are not trained to take calls, which is, you know, exactly yeah. what we're saying there, isn't it? Um, and then Paul says, problem is HMRC still rely almost entirely on paper notices. I was told last year to send something via email to an agent, but she would print it and put it through their regular process channels. Yeah. And, and yeah, second you go through their postal service as well. Like we had one person come or one agent tell us that they're, they're 350 days behind at the moment or whatever it was. So over a year um, working days that was. So yeah, it was yeah, it's ridiculous in terms of, of going through that so yeah but yeah let's move on to brighter and more uh more um more fun topics Jan. brilliant let's do that okay so account taxes come in i don't know if anyone's mentioned it but we're excited about account tax i uh, it looks like i'm doing my usual trick of filling my diary with meetings and catch-ups without even actually before i even look at the agenda of what's going on and who's there um i feel like these conferences are starting to just become a meeting room for me and i'm not sure how i feel about that but yeah so accountex is coming three weeks time uh what is it, is it the biggest accounting show in the uk now accountex london in the world yeah they're in the uk yeah um i was gonna say it can't be in the world america must do things bigger um but yeah so we wanted to have a look at accountex and we wanted to kind of work out what to expect, what's coming. So over the last few years, Accountex has kind of been used as a bit of a launching platform for updates and big announcements, um, whether they're planned or not. So I'll go into that in a minute. But for software companies that don't have their... Apple events, as it were. So QuickBooks has the QuickBooks Get Connected event where they make their big announcements. Zero has ZeroCon. So, well, they did have until they ran out of money. <laughs> but um, the Accountex London has certainly become in the last few years a really big stage for announcing upgrades, new features, etc. So we wanted to go through all of that and kind of just have a chat. I mean, last year we saw QuickBooks kind of launch their first look at uh, books to tax and stuff uh, because they didn't have a QuickBooks Get Connected event. Um, I'm not expecting them to announce anything this time. I'd argue that they're probably going to be more re-announced. Uh, 
re-promoting what was announced at QuickBooks Connect in February to a wider audience. Um, what what I was referring to earlier was in, when I said announcements that weren't planned was things like last account X Sage on the last day suddenly announced they've brought Futurely. Um, you know, is there any acquisition deals being done in the coffee shops at account X? Who knows? Uh, we'll only find out when they happen. That but yeah, so we've been going through. Purchased. Go on, Alan. Net tracker finally being purchased. We've said it here now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ash wishes. I can't um, engage her. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> um, so we've gone through, we've had a look at what's happening. I mean, from what I could work out, there's like three book launches happening at AccountX. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head who they are, but. From what I've read, there's about three different book launches happening at AccountX. Um, we think this is going to be a big announcement. It's going to be the big reveal for Free Agent doing their new branding because yeah. you'll see on online that Free Agent have had a new website, new logo, really, isn't it? The color scheme yeah. seems about the same, but there's a bit well, of a rebrand. Slightly changed, hasn't it? Hasn't it gone blue, green to blue or blue to green? No, blue to green, isn't it? I mean, you're green. a colorblind I... person. What colors? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not going to go well, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they've, it's all the same kind of colors, but they've got a new logo, which looks a bit more modern and fresh. Um, so I expect that'll be their big platform to show that off to the world, which will be nice for them. Um, got a few features as well, because they don't have their own account techs they don't have their own conference do they, they so... don't, no they do a roadshow every year and it's yeah. quite a busy roadshow with the amount of stops they do um but no this is this will be their opportunity to announce anything big that they've got going on bad play we'll keep an eye for that um so yeah uh we are aware pixie are doing a major overhaul they're calling this pixie version two basically so they're promising lots of updates Lots of new features, uh, AI technology, etc. Which, uh, yeah, they're, considering they've not done anything in a year, I think Pixie users are crying out for. So it'll be interesting to see what they announce. Do we know if it's a client portal? Is that on the on the agenda? Is that, is that who knows? Talked about? Uh, they're being extremely secretive about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's absolutely no. They're not like us at Client Engage where we go out a couple of weeks before and go, we're doing this. Here's what it looks like. It comes live soon. Um, so, yeah, it's... It'd be interesting, whatever Pixie announces, does that go into QuickBooks' practice management? I know we, it's not official that they're the same product, but we, we can all, <laughs> we can all look, at, look at a side-by-side -side comparison and make our own judgment on that one. Um, but it'd yeah. be interesting, though, whatever new announcements they bring in, we get to see that straight away with QuickBooks practice management, or and also work? like if the is it Pixie that have created the AI, or is it QuickBooks, and therefore Pixie users that are using that have clients on zero and their own books on zero, do they get the AI, or is it just for QuickBooks users on Pixie? It yeah, there's going to be a lot of dynamics there that I think are going to mm. be very interesting to watch over the next few months. Um, but yeah, and. If it's if what I've seen, if what they showed at QuickBooks Connect is what's coming into Pixie, then it is very much about reporting information 
and analyzing the data we hold for those clients. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, hammock, do we think we're gonna see anything from Hammock? What's interesting is the size of the stand Hammock have got. Um, yeah, so I was looking at this the other week. Hammock have got a huge stand. I can only assume that was paid for and invested in before the MTD got scrapped. But if not, what have Hammock got coming up? Because that's quite a major stand for Hammock. That's like on the lines of QuickBooks and Zero floor space. Really? So it's a big okay. play. It's a really big play from them. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what Hammock are going to be bringing to the table, really, to announce. Um, so, yeah. Um, will we see anything from Zero? Other than another formatted report that gives you the same information, just different <laughs> fonts. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Uh, Aaron, you've put on here that uh, tax calc are announcing something. Yeah, so and I'm really surprised that this wasn't already out. I'm not a tax calc user, so I don't know. Um, you know, I, I moved away from um, desktop software a long time ago, uh, but they're saying that they're now going to introduce 102 account uh, FRS 102 accounts production. So that really shocked me because I always thought tax calc was yeah it was full blown accounts production software from day one. So. They must have just been doing 105 before now, micro entity. And is it a relaunch? Well, with I, new I features. I, I don't I'm know just they, thinking because I know this. I know some of the size of the firms that use tax count exactly, and they wouldn't be able to get by with 105s only. So, I wonder no, if really. 102s are there. Maybe they've had a bit of a revamp of it. According to this, integration uh, boosted its accounts production offering with addition of what of FRS one hundred two formats. So, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're they're bringing that to the table, which is great news. I just I'm just mm. shocked that wasn't already there. That's a that's a, a a strange one in my opinion. But yeah, no, that's good. That's good to see. Um, and I think that'll help them keep the relevance going. I I was hoping that they would go in some sort of some cloud format going forward i feel like they're almost the last one um, in their minds uh oh there we go matthew portis has just said tax calc has just released the fra 102 really? module and they've never had that functionality wow mind appreciate that that is yeah, that that's a shock to me because yeah again not, not properly use the software myself but yeah that i, I, just I, I was there. yeah yeah very odd. Um, yeah, I'd love TaxCalc to go cloud-based. My my biggest headache with them is they're software-based. And when I was last using them, there was a notable difference between functionality for Mac users and Windows users or PC users, which is why we, we moved away from them years ago and we haven't gone back. Um, but in their minds at TaxCalc, the mentality very much is we've got hosted servers. That's cloud. That's yep. all you need. It's like, well, it's not because I can't use your software on my laptop, on my iPad or anything. So it just doesn't really work uh, for us. Um, but yeah, so what else have we got coming up? Employment Hero will be at this event, which is KeyPay. KeyPay have always been at these events, but this will be their first time under their brand of Employment Hero. Yeah, And they, they've um, got an announcement. They won't tell us what it is, but they do have an announcement. Ooh. They're launching something new. 
I'm trying to think if I know what that is. <laughs> I've got my foot in it. Because <laughs> um, there's one thing that's been I've been using for ages, but I can't remember if they made it public or not. Okay, okay. I mean, I I don't know, so I can make assumptions here. I'm assuming they're going down the HR route and pushing that element. I, I would That's assume that announcement's there as well, which will be interesting because they're comp- so. If we look at Bright Pay, they've got Bright a- Bright HR. Yep, yep. Which is a nice suite overall. It means your payroll bureau can offer a wider range of services very easily. So if Employment Hero are going to launch the same type of thing as that in the UK, which makes sense because they've got that in Australia then fantastic. Um, extra revenue generating opportunities there for us as an accounting firm with a payroll bureau attached. Um, and so and yeah. again, though, if thinking about the QuickBooks connection, whatever gets announced, is there a possibility that could come over as well, especially with payroll bureau being released in um, for, for QuickBooks as well? That's in, that's in beta now. That's seems like it's very close to being for, for finally out. So... Yeah, whatever gets announced, is there a chance that could come over as well, do you think? I mean, potentially. I know there's functionality available in Employment Hero today that Quick is turned off for QuickBooks. Okay. Because okay. QuickBooks has their own solutions for it. Um, but yeah, in theory, anything that Employment Hero announces, you can speculate would come to QuickBooks in theory for their advanced payroll. So that'd be interesting to see. Uh Aaron, you were saying Bright have been teasing something might be launched. What yeah, so Bright, made? very similar to Hammock, have gone massive this year. I mean, when you think about what's now under their brand, they've got Bright Pay, County Manager, BTC. Uh, who am I missing? I'm missing someone, aren't I? <laughs> I think I'm missing I feel like I'm missing someone. Oh, Sir. yeah. An unannounced uh, announcement that obviously it's going to get announced at Countex. Um, but yeah, there's... Um, they they have really gone big this year. I mean, we saw them at Accounting Web, didn't we? Like they had that they had a huge stand. It was at the back, which was yeah. upsetting for them, but it was huge their stand at Accounting. And it was Web. on par with Sage and Zero, wasn't it? It was yeah. very very similar in terms of size. Um, so I think they're making a big play for that, um, which will be great to kind of see them see them. And I know they've got some really big announcements coming, um, and hopefully you can see more things of their bright pay that's now gone cloud based. So you'll be able to see that. I assume BTC's cloud-based solution will be on on show as well, so in, encourage people to go and make your own opinion on that one. Um, but yeah, it should be a. Uh, a, a I think that what what this shows more than anything is it's going to give us the opportunity to see another player starting to emerge. Like it's it, it's always been zero QuickBooks, Sage, Iris has always had a nice big Dex has kind of been there. It's, We've not. It's funny how we've not mentioned Dex at all, have we? Like, no, I don't. I don't know what Dex would announce at the moment. They're Dex are going for a very big kind of project to almost reconcile everything they've got. Yeah. So they're yeah. bringing in Dex Commerce, which was Greenback, into the family more. So they were kind of they were a bit slow to bring Greenback into the family and integrate it completely and fully. Because it I mean, felt a bit disjointed, didn't it? Trying to yeah. use that software. Dex yeah. Commerce, I have to say, I am absolutely loving at the moment. Client came to us. He had 57,500 transactions through Stripe in the last year. Dex Commerce dealt with it in under an hour. Like, to get it from process it all and to put it into QuickBooks, 
and it dealt with all the foreign exchange issues for us completely without any hassle from us. I was exceptionally impressed yeah. uh, last week with that. But yeah, it, will they announce more functionality to their MTD ITSA solution? I don't know, considering it's not happening straight away. And and I feel like their relevance is even more not needed now with the with the fifty yeah. k um, limit or the fifty k yeah. um, uh, uh, you know uh, threshold now. Like really, what 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 does that solution that they've 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 produced? What would that solve? It's almost if anything's going to go, you know, going to put on the cutting room floor. It's going to be that now, isn't it? Because yeah. I just I just don't see. It. So yeah, I mean. Maybe the quietness is because there's something bigger brewing. I don't, I don't know Maybe. what you do know or don't know, but it just No, feels... I mean, decks have always been extremely good at maintaining their confidentiality of acquisitions yeah. until it's been announced. There's never any rumours or speculation of anything. They're very close-lipped about it, which is very good. Um, but yeah, it's in, we'll see what decks have got to offer. Um Namisma, I expect, will launch their new brand. So Namisma have rebranded to Nomi, N-O-M-I. What's interesting is LinkedIn's rebranded. They're using the new brand on their account text announcements. They haven't updated the website. <laughs> so the website's still got the old branding. And it's, like, it's just a bit disjointed. Um, I, I, I half, half expect them to turn up with half of the staff members there will be in one um t-shirt <laughs> will be the other. or one day they come in one t-shirt and they just watch on the next day or if they really wanted to do something clever and funny they'd have cut all their t-shirts in half and stitched the new ones to the old ones <laughs> but we're in transition so in transition <laughs> <laughs> new logo loading <laughs> yeah um but yes yeah, so and the reason i've rebranded to nomi and they will be pushing that i imagine quite hard they've had some big stands in the past at accountex and and what uh, do you think to the uh, new brand the nomi brand what's uh... i it it's bright pink it, lowercase letters I, quite it's not a professional font shall we say or a modern techie font in my opinion it's what i'd expect maybe a Oh, it's hard to say anything without being stereotypical. Um, it, I suppose a marketing agency type approach. I would expect a marketing agency to have this kind of brand. I don't know. If you've not seen it, have a look on LinkedIn, guys. Go to the Accountex website. It's there. Because um, I thought I saw Nomi. It's like, oh, who's this new player on the ground? And then realized it was Nomisma rebranded. Um, yeah, it, I don't think it stacks up compared to its competitors, but... Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not a marketing guru. I'm sure they've got some really smart logical thinking behind it all. And they're they're, they're announcing Nomi Pay as well, aren't they? Oh, I mean, just to say yeah, so Nomi Pay is out. Like KP KPM Pay is I mean, out. How close are they gonna be for stands? Because they're literally launching the same product together at the same time. Yeah. So. Powered by the same company. Powered by so the same company. Yeah. Unipass is powering both of their payroll solutions, uh, payment solutions. Um and rumor has it they're announcing a Unipass will have a third or fourth even software provider using their Unipass white branded as their payment solution. Um, rumor on the grape tree on the grapevine is that will be Chaser. 
but we've not seen that. I've not seen it complete confirmed anywhere. Um, but yeah, it it'll be interesting to see what everyone has announced. Basically, it's a it's always an exciting time to go to the Accountex in London because there's always so much going on. Um, you did get some big announcements we're not aware of, and, and we've not heard rumours of, haven't you? Which is yeah, that exciting thing, isn't it? That just walking around, feeling the buzz, feeling the energy. I think, yeah, there, there should be some some really good ones, and there's some new players as well, isn't there? Uh, we've got Cresco back again, uh, which yeah. we you know, and I don't think uh, maybe they are announcing what we know about. Maybe that's what's been announced. We can't say it, but yeah, maybe that's what's yeah. been announced. But then. We, we've come across Apron as well, haven't they? They're, they're, yep. they're going to be in there. So, yeah, which is a uh, should be really exciting. And I think this is what you get the most out of Accountex from, is finding these new players, like what they can bring. Yep. You know, we've had a lot of conversation about, you know, being careful about early adoption and all that sort of stuff and making sure run rates and, and making sure that they're going to be around and, and everything else. But I do feel like, you know, this is going to be a, a really exciting Accountex just for announcements alone by the sounds of it. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to sign up to them on the day. The event is there to start that conversation. Yeah. So, you know, if you start that conversation, you might not actually do business with them for the first year, but it's when you start to get awareness of them. Um, but yeah, and I suppose that, that leads into nicely to a conversation you and I were having uh, off air the other day was what we're seeing a lot of, and client engager are guilty of doing it, is that we've got a lot of new softwares that just turn up wearing t-shirts. Yeah. Um, you know, Ash from NetTracker hasn't got a stand there this year. He's just going to go with his t-shirt and he's going to meet up with loads of his customers um, and network and get feedback from his users, etc. Same as we are at client engager, we're going to be there, but we're not going to have a stand. We're just there really to talk to our users and we'll probably pick up, you know, have some conversations with potential new users. But is that showing a problem in the uh, barrier to entry of th- of events like AccountX and the return on investment if new softwares are struggling to justify the three and a half to six thousand pound stand fees just to have a stand with your branding on? And they're going actually would you know would we're going to make part of the investment by just sending our team there in t-shirts. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that, Aaron? I think it's, it's a tricky balancing act for them, isn't it? Because I always remember my first ever context. I was like, wait, this is free. Like, where, where do I pay? Cause I remember, I remember signing up for the ticket going, I must have missed <laughs> putting in my credit card details or something. You know, I I was always like, because I'm used to QuickBooks Connect having to pay for that one, having to put some money in. It was always a difficult. So, you know, the balancing app they've had to come across is yes, obviously they sell our data, so they're very much happy to us to fill in that questionnaire to get our free ticket, and it obviously costs us in in data. But they make most of their money from the the the, the uh, vendors, don't they? Um, problem i have though is like yes they have these great initiatives for the for the startup one so that's what ash took example it was a great example of that and net tracker took example of it was in the startup zone and everything else but they they don't seem to be a transitional area for them it seems to be you get that 
one year, I think it's a one year deal or whatever the terms and yeah. conditions are, but you get quite a nice lucrative for saying how much it normally costs to, to be at these stands as part of the tech startup at, day, at year one. But then the next year, it's just having to pay a serious amount of money just to be there. And it, it, it becomes really difficult to, to justify, doesn't it? Like you've got to shift a lot of product and you've got to get a lot of inquiries. And bear yeah. in mind that Accountex, you're not allowed to sell there and then. You have to, it is just a, you know, you get the follow-ups, don't you? And you get the yeah. opportunity to put them through and everything else. So you can't make any money on the day. It's not like you can, you know, sell a, pay 50 quid now or whatever the, you know, whatever you're going to do and, and get, you know, get something out. You have to literally um, uh, rely on follow-ups later down the line and doing the work later to be able to get the return on investment. So I just find it really diff- really tricky for those smaller or medium-sized comp- client uh, vendors for your QuickBooks, your zeros of the world, you know, they've they've budgeted it from day one, haven't they? And they've yeah. got this, you know, they'll just move one part of money to another part of money, and that they'll make it happen. And whatever the price is, that they'll do it. Because a lot of this isn't just paying for the stand. But I remember um, one of the vendors telling us when we had uh, we had cool friends that the floor, the, the literally just the floor of the stand was costing almost as much as the actual stand itself. Like, yeah. like there's yeah, all these add-on costs. Space. Yeah, exactly. Then you've got to pay for your staff members to be there and get them there and back. It's it's an expensive, expensive thing. And I know um, it's a great idea, like just sending people on the floor. <laughs> and, and and you can be a billboard, can't you? You can walk around with client engager on you or whatever it is you need to do. And that yeah. that that will definitely work. And, that, and if anything, you might get a little bit more out of that because you can be more mobile and, and go to where people are and everything else. Um, but I noticed that digital accounting show their approach was that if you want to turn up as a vendor you have to pay extra there's like a different price point isn't there they've got this this free ticket this vip ticket and then this vendor ticket and it's like you know maybe they've got to try and i don't know how you enforce that i don't know what what what, how that works but maybe going forward with account tax it's the only way they can do it or do they make it a paid for event you know we pay a little bit per per um per per person who turn up is that the way we do it i don't know it's it's difficult isn't it it's a tricky one to balance i think it's a problem yeah it's a real tough one i mean like paul said in the comments he's really enjoying using fresh pay but it's a shame they aren't going to be at accountex this year though and it will be because you're looking at three and a half thousand pounds just for the floor space not to mention if you want power sockets that's more if you want to use the wi-fi that's more uh, if you want a table and chairs that's even more like they make their money out of these things. They wouldn't do it if they didn't. Um, but yeah, it's it's also the challenge of the software provider has sold the package based on the number of people that are signing up for tickets. But because it's a free event, the amount of people that sign up for tickets and don't show up is yeah. phenomenal. True. So yes, we've sold 30,000 free tickets, actually you might get 10 to 15,000 over the two days if you're lucky um and then how many of those actually come to your stand how many of those then actually book on for a demo or say yeah here scan my badge call me back how many of those then actually answer the call to how many people actually take the product up it's a real risk for a small business that's potentially not got the money to invest in that risk 
Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting, but we're seeing it more and more, aren't we? Where vendors are just sending employees to the stat to be wandering around and chatting away to people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a good example of that is that is Timworks, is it that you you mm-hmm. you've used in the past? Um, like that that's all they've ever done that's the only time i've ever known him was the guy walking around and, and introducing himself to be fair they had a stand at digital accountancy show in 2022 oh, okay okay, okay. So 2001 they... even sorry it was the first one back after covid but since then it's you know it has just been in person hasn't it yeah. they've been walking i know they've, they've obviously gone through tricky situations at the moment and you know but that's example of it isn't it like you can still gain uh, you know you still understand people and, and and get that because at the end of the day what you're trying to do is get an awareness isn't it like yeah. trying to get in front um and and, and open out and let's hope this year majority of the um vendors isn't what it was last year where it was crypto and and um and you know outsourcing let's hope that we have more relevance there uh, yeah. but saying crypto, that sorry and outsourcing yeah exactly you say that, but then I suppose it's already big enough. Like it's already too difficult to go around and see everything. You've already said about your your calendar already booked up, pretty much the same my end. And I think between us, we're we're on like seven different talking spots, aren't we? So yeah. you know, it's going to be tricky for us to, to 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 be there. So yeah, we'll we'll um yeah we'll figure it out. We'll and everything else. Um, here we go. Great idea by Andy. Five wild cards get to apply for free stands. Attendees vote for who they think they're likely to see. Great marketing builder. I love that idea, Andy. That yeah. is, get that one. In, in fact, we'll, we'll we'll help you push that one. That, that is a, an absolute, because it should be community-led, shouldn't it, of who gets to go in these little areas. And, and there could even be a, a fancy stand for them, couldn't it, that they that these five wild cards get um, as an opportunity. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure we could definitely help push getting the right people there as well, because it'll be people that, you know, if the community's had a say in what they are, they're going to get some traction then, aren't they? And they're going to yeah. be excited to be there. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think it would, like, I'm biased because we've put a lot of effort into building our community in client engagement, making our, our users and our community feel valued and like they've got an input. So I would imagine we would probably fare quite well out of that versus others. Um who haven't maybe put the focus on community as much. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that idea. I think five five stands that new startups can apply for, they have certain criterias, and then the five that get the most votes can have the stands on the day. I love Paid it. for at Countex's expense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and don't forget, Countex this year as well is Battle of the Podcast as well. We're gonna. Oh, it is. There's so many. No chance, but <laughs> speaking of community, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we'll uh, we'll be looking forward to to seeing how that one pans out. Yeah, definitely. There's absolutely tons of podcasts, um, podcasting from the event live during the day. So make sure you go and see your favorite podcasts. Ours will be podcasting live at five o'clock on day one. So make sure you come along. We're talking about all the tools that we use in our practice. And we will be taking questions from the floor. From the floor, Um, exactly. Yeah. And we'll also be doing, uh, wandering around, taking recordings and stuff as well throughout the two days, I believe. 
We certainly will. We certainly will. Yeah. Right. Anything else to be said about Accountex? I mean, other than book your ticket, get there. Even if you can only do one day, do it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, get yourself involved in the uh, after party scene as well. I think. Uh... We, it's yeah. definitely official in uh, ignition, same as last time, same place. Same. Uh, yeah, we've got three after parties that I've seen so far. One is ignition picks in a few of us doing a party at the pub across the road. Fox. I forget the name of it. Is it the Fox? The Fox. I want to say it's the Fox, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and then Iris have got their party on the boat with Chris Moyles being the DJ again. And Walter's, what are their, what's their name? Walter CCH, basically, yeah. CCH. Um, they've got a party on a yacht as well somewhere. Oh, there's two yachts this time. Oh, is that two the move? No, which is going to be the moving yacht? Which is? Oh, one I don't know. Uh, all I, I remember know. is last time we, well, I, I got turned away from the yacht, so I've got a bitter taste in. <laughs> Get out! Don't go there again. <laughs> Your branded quit box off my boat. <laughs> but yeah, the uh we'll be at the ignition one, I believe, won't we? Yeah, yeah, I think that's Keeping our feet on firm ground. Yeah, where where we know we we it's easy for us to get back to our hotels, respective hotels. Exactly the best way. Yeah. So yeah, easy to get back to the hotels, nice area outside that was cool enough and just about quiet enough to be able to yeah. have a conversation with people. Oh, um, oh Katie, out. news just in. Walters Calor have sold out. So that must be the moving boat then. I'd imagine that's got more of a, you know, that's, that's yeah. got the appeal, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so you've got a choice left of um from a formal after party side of things, because there's lots of rooms going around, like different like different softwares are doing their own little thing here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the two major ones are Iris will be on the yacht with Chris Moyles DJing. And uh, ignition with a supplement of smaller uh, companies will be hosting a party at the Fox, I believe it's called. Um, so yeah, and whichever one is more than likely going to be the Fox, but yeah, we'll try and do some sort of reaction to what's been announced and things like that as well, won't we? We'll try and uh, get some content out there as as we can. Oh, we got more news just in from Kirsty. Uh, the boat with Chris Moles was fun. Yeah, but again, okay, excellent, excellent. Fair yeah, enough. yeah, that was when I was uh, told to go away. <laughs> so yeah. glad you got on there, Kirsty. <laughs> yeah, be careful what branding you're wearing, guys, because <laughs> they will throw you off. Um, but yeah, right. Well, that leads us up to about an hour. Aaron, what is coming up this week for you? Uh, well, we've got we have cool friends uh, our next video we believe i feel like i'm now uh, <laughs> I... pushing it but yeah uh, we will be releasing our latest we have cool friends on the friday so yeah Brilliant. keep your eyes out for socials for that one we've got uh, a double a special this time aren't we not not one but two fantastic guests we do uh, all the way from swoop so we're looking forward to uh, and it was a great that episode was wasn't terrible. it terrible we had two fantastic guests swoop in for a conversation with us. Oh, I missed that. Come on, Aaron. Yeah. You're an amateur. Oh, got to get these segues better, haven't we? Got to get these yeah. segues better. But no, it, so, was, yeah. it was a really good chat, wasn't it? So yeah, it looking forward to that one to be live. Yeah, it was really good. So that was great. Um, brilliant. And I'm 
busy as always, various meetings, various demos for Client Engager. Um, we've got a major release coming out at the end of this week for Client Engager with a brand new dashboard, email integration. I did a video, it became like a feature length film, the amount of updates I had to announce. Um, so yeah, so keep your eye out if you're looking at Client Engager, keep your eye out for a whole new look uh, coming out live this Friday, we hope, um, if not before. So yeah, thank you very much to everyone that's joined us um, and stuck with us. As always, it's been great to have all of your comments and feedback and questions in the live show. If you're listening back to us on the Wednesday podcast, then make sure you try joining us at 8.30 on the Monday for a, to be able to interact with us on a live basis. If you've got any questions or any feedback, please use the link in the comments that we've just put out there. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you to all of our listeners who join us and subscribe to the podcast or join us live every day, every week. We couldn't do this without you. And the fact that we get to see more and more of you saying hello and good morning really motivates us to keep going. There was an interesting article, a post on LinkedIn by uh, Rob Brown the other day about yeah. pod podcast fatigue and how most podcasts don't get through past six or ten episodes. Well, we're on episode 26 and we're going strong. And it's because of all you guys talking to us every Monday morning and saying hello to us at events and stuff that we keep being driven to continue doing this. So if you're bored of us and you don't want us to keep doing this, stop interacting because that's the problem. You're creating your own beast here by talking to us. But yeah, so that's it from Aaron and myself. Thank you very much. We will be with you again next Monday morning to talk about anything that comes up in the week ahead. Probably talk about Accountex even more, won't we, Aaron? <laughs> Probably, more than likely. Brilliant. Yeah. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye now. I found the right button. Bye. <laughs>